Welcome to your most visionary life. On this weekly podcast, we have real, unscripted, face-to-face conversations. This season, we chat with entrepreneurs about the truths of what it takes to launch and run a business, to find your dream career path, and to find the life you love. My name is Kelsey Rydell, and I am the host of the Visionary Life Podcast. The intention behind our content is simple, and that's to help you live and lead your most visionary life. As you begin to listen to the episodes, you'll discover one obvious and common thread, and that's that we all have a little bit of visionary in us, but perhaps somewhere along the line, someone told you to play safe, to play small, or to live an ordinary life. This show will help you break down your beliefs and inspire you to live the life you want on your own terms, to take more risks, to actually follow your heart, and to set bigger goals and to make tiny leaps each and every day that will lead you towards living your most visionary life. It's in you, it's in all of us. Welcome to season two of the podcast. I'm so excited to be back and delivering all of you listeners a weekly episode of Visionary Life once again. So in early July, as you might know, we decided to take a brief break in order just to reset and recharge and one thing I really wanted to do was actually rebrand the podcast and just you know make a few tweaks that had been on my mind since the six month mark so we got new cover art I hope you noticed if you have any feedback please let me know I designed it myself so obviously it's not necessarily expert designed but uh, I'm really proud of it and I think it really reflects the podcast and we got a new theme song as well so thank you for all of you who voted I gave you three options I wanted to go more in like a hip-hop I don't know something more funky and so I chose based on your recommendations I recorded a new intro and I just wanted to really refine the topics that we are focusing on in visionary life so this season is going to be mostly about entrepreneurship and building a visionary career path and staying inspired in life and in business and high-level health habits because I truly believe you can't run a successful business if you don't take care of your health and this is something I'm always learning myself. Uh, So if these topics resonate with you, I would love if you could share the podcast with a friend. Uh, Maybe that's by snapping a screenshot of your phone right now and sending it to an entrepreneur in your life or Even if you just post the episode to Instagram stories, I would be so very grateful. Um, And yeah, I want to give you a little bit of an overview on what's coming up this season. So we have some of my dream guests, really, people who I had on my podcast vision board since the beginning. And I have these episodes to share with you. So some of them I traveled across Ontario to get you the interviews and to sit down in the comforts of these business owners' homes. And I captured a lot of them in their natural habitat. habitat. So whether that was on their farmhouse, in their studio, um, I went to an apple orchard. So lots of cool stuff. And again, if you're loving the episodes and you want to share them, just use the hashtag Visionary Life. Um, tag me at Kelsey Rydell and I promise to respond back because I just love hearing from our community. So to kick off season two, I am sharing an incredible interview with a wonderfully talented lady named Sarah Monica. And Sarah is the most incredible wedding photographer for adventurous and free-spirited couples 
And I would encourage you, whether now or after the show, to go give her a follow on Instagram at Sarah Monica Photo. Sarah, just S-A-R-A, Monica with a K. And you will be stunned by her work. She actually did Dave and I's engagement photos, and I tried to hire her for my wedding about a year and a half in advance. And of course, she was already booked up because she's so great at what she does. So Sarah and I met a few years ago. And I was and still am blown away by her work. She goes against the grain and she's not doing what every other wedding photographer is doing. She is creating stunning moments and taking incredible images. And really, her energy is electric. Her expertise is truly unparalleled in her industry, and above all, it's her zest for life and her zest for her business and her clients that has likely been the guiding force in helping her to create a thriving photography business. Sarah has waiting lists, she books up years in advance, like I said, and she's received a ton of recognition for her images because they are truly unique. So like I said, she's a wedding photographer for free-spirited, adventurous couples. She finds beauty in unexpected, in-between moments on wedding days that are full of laughter, tears, stolen glances, and extra long hugs. Now, Getting to know Sarah has been such a blessing because she is a powerful businesswoman as well. And I cannot wait for her to share the highs and lows of her business journey and what it really took to build to where she is today with creating these long waiting lists. And she just has a lot of great insights on this journey and it wasn't always easy for her. And hearing about her story of how it all came to be really inspired me. And I just love her, her passion for continual improvement. So let's find out how Sarah Monica has grown this business and has created her most visionary life. So let's dive in. If you have any feedback, I cannot wait to hear from you. And we'll talk soon. All right. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to the Visionary Life Podcast. It's awesome to have you here today. And it's been about a year since I've seen you, so I'm excited to catch up today. Yeah, I'm excited too. So I knew I needed to have you on the show when I posted one of my engagement photos of Dave and I online that you actually took for us. And someone actually messaged me and said that they felt inspired to follow their dream of being a couples photographer after seeing that photo and browsing your work. So I never told you that, but I just thought how cool that you know, it's kind of like that six degrees of separation. Like you took a photo that I posted, which inspired someone else to go out and reach their dreams. And for me, that is totally visionary. So again, super excited to have you on the show because you have such a wonderful business and I love following your journey. So again, let's dive right into the show. Um, We're going to start with some rapid fire just so that the listeners can get to know you and hear a little bit more about you. So what is one thing you do every single day that's non-negotiable? Uh, walking my dog. Okay, because, cool. Yeah, just energize. It energizes me, mm-hmm. and yeah. I do the same every day. <laughs> it's kind of like my alone time that I love. Yeah, and, and if I don't get it, I feel off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> What's your favorite meal to cook at home or dine out for? Uh, panini. Ooh, 
Do you go somewhere in particular for that? Uh, no, I literally just make it at home. It's my breakfast every single morning. <laughs> I have never heard of someone who eats <laughs> I know, for I'm breakfast. obsessed. Literally, melted cheese, turkey breast, and melted goat cheese. Okay. That's so good. I'm going to, like, <laughs> note that and make it for breakfast tomorrow and let you know how I like it. <laughs> um, when you feel stressed or overtired, what do you do? Um, I would say actually again go for a walk or just be active mm-hmm. yeah just yeah, yoga or something release. like that yeah and is there a book or a podcast you're loving right now yep as you know man- manifestation babe right now she's and really does she have a podcast me. yeah she does and it's called manifestation babe her okay. podcast and then on instagram it's just manifestation babe awesome i will link that in the show notes for anyone listening who wants to check out manifestation babe um, and what's somewhere unique that you've traveled? Because I know you do a ton of traveling. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Just Nepal, definitely the most unique place I've ever been, the most challenging. Hiking through the Himalayas for three weeks. Um, that was very, very uh, <laughs> interesting so with Rory. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So that was like a for pleasure, not for business trip? Yeah, it was total pleasure. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And where were you born? What's your hometown? I was actually born in Sweden, y'all. Oh, you were? I had <laughs> yeah, no idea. Yeah. And when did you move to Canada? Uh, when I was two, so that was uh, 26 years ago. Okay, it's very exciting. Have you been back? Do no, not yet. I'm, I'm dreaming to go back. I'm, hopefully the universe will bring me a wedding there yes. so I can go back and yeah, see like And that. that's all part of manifestation. Yeah, babe. exactly. <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah. All right. So Sarah, currently you are a photographer for Free Spirited and Adventurous Couples. And you've got an incredible business and portfolio of work that you've created. But I'd love to zoom the lens back a little bit and get to know you and more about your life before you launched your business, just to set the stage. So did you always know you wanted to be a photographer growing up? Or what was your kind of career path back then? Oh, man. So yeah, growing up, there's been, there has been so many little different ideas I had for what I wanted to do. It all stemmed from, like, well started off with I want to be an architect then a lawyer then a teacher and the gym teacher it was like all, all over the place uh, but the only constant I always had was an interest in photography but I was just kind of play around the camera um, and basically I think now in retrospect the biggest thing that inspired me um, was my dad he documented our lives like very honestly straight up like he wouldn't be like oh Sarah stand right there and smile he would just document me you know playing with sticks and rocks uh, outside and looking back at those photos I felt like so much happiness just remembering how I felt in those moments Mm. and then whenever I would ask my friends hey do you have photos like that that you can show me of yourselves it would always be like the like Walmart portraits or whatever Uh, so it wasn't like it wasn't like a peek into their lives Mm -hmm. I'm like wait a second I feel like the world is missing candid moments documented you know Mm -hmm. they're usually kind of like posed Um, So I kind of was inspired from that, and I feel like it's my mission to document as many candid moments for people as possible. So that's kind of the core of why I do what I do. That is so cool. I think (laughs) that it's really neat to hear you talk about that, because I never really realized that that is kind of what you do in your work. Like, you, when you worked with Dave and I, you never, like, posed us in particular and, you know, made us stand behind a white backdrop or something like that. It was very candid and and just real, you know? Um, So that's super cool. So with respect to your photography journey then, did you go to school or did you ever train professionally or were you kind of self-taught with this modality? 
Uh, I would say it was a combination of everything. Um, you know, as usual, we're kind of trained by society to think, oh, we need uh, post-secondary education. So I was like, the only way I can learn about what I want to do moving forward is uh, school. So I went to Humber for two years. And um, as much as I did learn there, I learned only like the technical stuff. I didn't learn how to like run my business really or yeah, attract clients, market like, or even brand myself. So I kind of felt stuck and lost um, after that. I literally had a website up and I was like, why is no one messaging me? <laughs> I'm like, for a year, I was like, I thought I would be a successful photographer and I'm just sitting there. So, um, so then from then I was like, okay, I need to make this happen for myself. Like I can achieve anything I want, some of mine too. So I stumbled upon Creative Live. It's like an online um, course for like creative people, entrepreneurs. And I just started like um, buying the crap out of courses online and like staying up till four in the morning, learning, learning, learning and implementing. I literally didn't have a life for three years, no social life because I was so focused on A, serving to make money and B, just learning and growing my business. Um, wait, what was the question? <laughs> yeah, what was your, did like, you did I have formal school? training? Yeah, which yeah. you've alluded to, like, the fact that you did yeah. number and then online courses. Yeah. So is so, that kind of the bulk so of... So Creative Live, yeah, was, like, the biggest, I think, uh, factor in grow, uh, helping me grow my business. And then from there, after that, I um, approached a lot of photographers just so I can second shoot uh, for them. Um, so I can get hands-on experience and see if weddings is really what I, what I want to do. And there was a year I second shot like 48 weddings, <laughs> wow. but it was awesome. Like I'm kind of like a go all in kind of girl. So mm -hmm. if I'm committed, I'm committed, I do it. Um, and I learned a lot from that and yeah. Okay. So yeah. there are so <laughs> many learnings from what you just said and it really instills in me once again, that nothing happens by accident. Like I love that you went to school and you kind of got that training under your belt, but you never hesitated to invest even more in like online learning, for example, something that is so accessible to all of us, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like there is a barrier between people have no problem spending like 20000 on a formal education yeah. and going to university, <laughs> but yet Man. someone can put up like the most incredible course mm -hmm. for... $97 or $397 and we hum and we haw over it and we know that it's like that's the missing piece of my business or those are the skills that I wish I would know like maybe it's online marketing or social media yeah. yet we hesitate to spend those few hundred dollars when that's probably going to be much more valuable than what you yeah. learned in your formal education yeah. so I'm I so love... passionate about like I'm so I'm such a rebel against like formal education because mm -hmm. they they don't update things quick enough yeah um and they just it's I think it's literally just marketing hey you get this diploma you can you can make more money no mm -hmm. it's all bull crap <laughs> do you uh follow Tim Ferriss at all um I have heard it for our work week. For our work yeah, week. yeah. So he has an incredible, it's like mind blowing <laughs> and it makes me like get the chills, but he did what he called a life MBA. So mm -hmm. he took like whatever, $200,000, the cost of doing an MBA oh. at a top university. And instead of going to Harvard to do his MBA, yeah. he decided to invest in courses, programs, coaches, and do what he called his life MBA. So I think it's at timferris.com slash MBA. And it, it's so inspiring because now he's one of the richest people and most yeah. successful people 
And I truly believe that it's because he sought out the programs that he knew were going to drive his business forward instead of sitting in a classroom for two years doing stuff that was very conceptual and not practical. And And what he was, like, naturally drawn to. Yeah, exactly. And he crafted his own MBA. And I don't know, I would just love to do that. I think I would be so fearful. (laughs) But he said, like, I had so much faith that you know, doing that, I would see a return on it. Like he knew his business would grow to a million dollars a year when he finished his MBA, life MBA. So anyways, I would encourage anyone to check that out because he's obviously very inspirational for doing something like that and just shows the power of driving your own education forward instead of maybe putting it in the hands of someone else. Yeah. And taking risks that like for some, you know how like you have your intuition, sometimes it's telling you like do this, do this thing, Sarah, like logically it doesn't make sense, but it keeps nudging at me, nudging at me. And whenever I do that thing, like soon after I get, you know, all the energy back and mm-hmm. I get so inspired and I see why so many things happen for a reason in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think it's so important to like listen to that voice. Yeah. Um, I've always been pretty intuitive too. Like if I get the yeah. voice that says quit the job, then I'll just like quit it the next yeah. day because oddly enough, something else will come along. Yeah. And, and I do feel as though a lot of people block the voice out though. And that's yeah. okay because we live in a society that values comfort and stability and so when people get the voice that says, like, move cities or go travel, they're like, no, 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 I could never. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then there's the other type of person who's like, oh, I'm listening. Like, yeah. Let's go for it. Oh, actually, pertaining to that, um, this reminds me. So I did take a big leap of faith like that. Um, I think it was like four years ago now. I actually hired a business coach because I was pretty stuck on where my like my branding was. I felt like I had to be very professional around people I felt like if I was myself then it wouldn't be good enough and I and I would seem immature because I was really young starting out so I didn't want people getting married over 30 hiring someone 20 at 22 and here I am this like free-spirited girl laughing giggling swearing Mm -hmm. here and there right so I felt like I couldn't be myself to be successful so I sought out this business coach and he was actually incredible he helped me fuse exactly who I am at my core into my business so I can attract like-minded people and the investment was huge like I I skyped with him to see if it was a good fit and it was going to be a $10,000 investment for six months of coaching six Skype calls and I was just like you know what this sounds crazy but everything is screaming at me Sarah do it do it you know this is the right thing to do the money will come back to you if you invest in yourself like the universe will invest back into you like tenfold so I did and it was literally the best decision I've ever made it like grew me as a person it actually helped me even realize who I am and I got out of a relationship that wasn't healthy for me and now here I am like attracting all these that's why I say free spirit and adventurous couples because that's who I am at my core I'm attracting all these incredible people and I'm running a business where I could just be myself and it's like I'm just so full of gratitude with that wow so that big risk just paid off so much yeah so cool yeah I think that's really important that uh, you have to trust sometimes that 
you know, spend the money and then you will make it work out yeah. in the end. Like if you come from a place of fear, mm-hmm. then it won't. But if you're coming from a place of love then it's like, yeah. yes, I love myself. I deserve this. Mm-hmm. It'll happen. And belief. Like yeah, you obviously belief. believed in yourself enough to say, I am worthy of this coach and yeah. I will propel my business forward with yeah. it. So that's really cool. Um, so I read somewhere that you weren't always a believer in yourself and you weren't always Mm self-confident and maybe this wasn't necessarily easy for you in the beginning to come across as a strong, assertive business owner. So when did this all change? Was it the coaching that really helped you? Was it just going through the motions of launching your business? And Mm -hmm. how did you become kind of the person you are today? So believe it or not, I'm still struggling with self-confidence because I think we all are. We all have Mm -hmm. that negative self-talk voice. But I've come a long, long way, and I would say, like, I actually, I, I want to rephrase that. I don't want to say I'm struggling with confidence. I want to say I am confident, right? Mm-hmm. But I think I'm just human. I think I'll always have to be working towards that. Um, when I was younger, um, I used to be really, really, really shy because my parents were overprotective, so I didn't really learn how to socialize. So I would actually get bullied uh, a little bit in elementary school, and um as soon as I, as soon as my parents decided we had to move at one point and I got to start high school off fresh and I was like, you know what, this is your chance to just like choose who you want to be and just put it out there because no one knows you. And that was like the first step of literally me coaching myself to put myself out there, do the shit that scares me and you'll grow to be more confident that way. So that was now like what, 15, 16 years ago and where that journey started for me. And then, yeah, just every, every year, working through that and then the coaching definitely took it to a way another level because I learned that who I am at my core is awesome and other people connect with it and I didn't feel so alone anymore um and now what I do is I just make sure to um give myself positive affirmations so whenever I hear the voice pop up like uh you don't know what you're doing you're not good at what you do I'm like pause wait a second you are confident you are abundant you are so creative and it comes to you easily and that literally like totally takes all the other negativity away wipes it away and it's like I'm starting fresh in that one second so mm-hmm. and yeah. where did you learn about affirmations because I feel like there's a 50 50 <laughs> split right now of people like you and I who use them every day yeah and like it's so important for just my mindset personally like I need them from the moment I wake up to the time I go to bed and I'm constantly self-talking uh, but then there are people who are still new to that idea and I'm literally new that's me okay. it's literally a week and a half old love this yeah I'm gonna say it again manifestation babe is literally who okay. inspired me with that it's yeah how long have you been working um, on that probably a couple years ever since I started listening to certain podcasts where they talk about yeah. just like we are the master of our own mindset mm-hmm. and I realized that we see the world not as it is, but as who we are. Yeah. Our subconscious. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So everything. And what I really realized one day is that I was with a group of friends that I bike with and everyone was talking about how dreadful and cold and rainy the summer had been. And I actually like had to pause for a moment because all I could remember was beautiful days, incredible cycling, hot weather. And in that moment, I realized that I interpret the world very different than a lot of other people. That's amazing. And uh, I think it's due to a lot of the mindset work and the programs that I've done. It's so true. I I actually, I went, oh, sorry to cut you off. No, no, keep going. (laughs) (laughs) I went, uh, um, 
away and everyone was kind of like oh, it was it was rainy for the first couple of days and it was like top summer tropical and we were just like complaining that it was rainy and I'm like what do you mean we're t- somewhere tropical it's winter in Canada right now it's amazing mm-hmm. you know <laughs> yeah so mindset is not only important for entrepreneurs but everybody yeah. like it life is hard right and so if we can just interpret it a little bit better and have the tools and resources to shift our mindset when yeah. it's going awry I think that's so so important podcasts like podcasts. <laughs> seriously <laughs> um so let's dive into creativity a little bit in looking at your work I sense that you're a very creative person. Do you mm. feel that way about yourself? It's so funny. I literally do not. Okay. <laughs> I'm actually having to, with this positive affirmation thing, where I see myself as a creative person, but I think it's because I'm so focused on people's emotions rather than the composition of a photo. Of course, like I think of how I compose it, how it all looks in the end, but um, I think that comes to me naturally in the back of my mind. So my first thought is, why am I taking this photo? What is the reason behind it? The the emotion? Who's connecting? So I'm thinking, I guess, more psychologically, funnily enough, than, than like, oh, colors, lighting, blah, 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 even though that all comes naturally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a super cool point that you're really focused on a few other things, and then, you know, creativity is second to that. Um, besides photography, in what ways do you express yourself or express your creativity? Hmm... It's funny. I don't. I don't actually know. I, I'm definitely a, a personal development junkie. Mm-hmm. So that's like the only other thing I kind of focus on when I'm not um, shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that a new venture for you, getting into personal development? Oh or? no, I've always been. Ever since I kind of I decided, no, I'm not going to be bullied anymore. It's mm-hmm. my choice how I, like, let life happen to me. I've just been hooked on it, and um, yeah, it saved me a lot. So. I think maybe actually rock climbing, funnily enough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've, I've tried bouldering uh, recently, and I love how like you have to like figure out a new path to take, and you have to be creative with that, and you also feel so present because, it, you know, if you screw up, you, you fall, and it's not, <laughs> it's scary, so, yeah. I, yeah. I think that's an awesome outlet. Yeah. You're right. Anything can be a creative venture and give you inspiration, and um Say you were feeling stuck one day in your business. How do you continue to stay inspired, or how do you get out of a funk? Um, podcasts, I listen to podcasts for sure. Um, I surround myself uh, with friends just to like re like just get away from the business. Sometimes you need to step away mm-hmm. to actually get clarity. So I kind of am really in tune with my body, and my mind lately. So you know when you start <laughs> you're working the whole day. And, you know, you never get everything done, but when you start slouching and you're like, my body can't even hold me up anymore, but my brain wants to keep working. I'm like, Sarah, this is a moment where you need to step away. You're not even being productive anymore. Call a friend, go to yoga, go read a book. So I just basically step away mm-hmm. and it, that stepping away, filling up my cup re-energizes me. Love that. Yeah, it yeah. reminds me, I wrote down a quote that you had written on your social media and it said, these are your words, <laughs> last week I was deciding whether or not to keep working past 6pm or stick to my new lifestyle goal of slowing down in the evenings and refilling my cup. I ended up stopping work at 6, cooking dinner, going for a longer walk with my dog, no phone, no music, no podcast, just me, my dog, and nature. It's a great reminder of why my body was craving and what it was craving. Yeah. So I absolutely love that. Um, so 
you know, I think boundaries is a huge topic as a business owner because technically we could work 24 hours a day to try and grow our business. Yeah. And if we have a vision, <laughs> sometimes you just want to keep on pushing it forward. So do you feel like you've implemented stronger boundaries recently? And what do those look like? I have. Um, it's actually, funnily enough, ever since I met Rory, because he works uh, more of a nine to five job, um, basically the inspiration for me behind having boundaries is to actually have quality time with him and make our relationship uh, relationship a priority so in the evenings I make sure to be done even though I'm not done I'm never done <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, and yeah and even now in the mornings I choose to I used to just roll out of bed be like I just want to work right now I'm gonna quickly eat and just get on the computer start working mm-hmm. and make sure to fill my cup and it actually has helped a lot so yeah again I go for a walk I make my little matcha latte um, you know, actually I take some, even like a little essential oils and I rub them onto like oh, orange citrus is the mm. best <laughs> to energize me. And then I'm like, okay, now I feel like I can give to the world. Right. Mm. And when I do that, when I'm working, I'm so with like, I have so much more love in me instead of like, oh my God, I'm so busy and tired, drained. Why are people emailing me? Like, so super mm-hmm. important. Yeah. So, so important. Yeah. And obviously, with the nature of your work, um, even with boundaries, your work week probably changes from week to week, yeah. month to month, season to season, right? So could you describe maybe what a typical work week looks like for someone in your profession and what you do? Yeah, for sure. So weekends in the summer, usually I have one or two weddings. Um, and then, so the way I like to structure it, so as soon as Monday comes around, that's when I call the wedding. So that means I go through all the photos and I choose which ones I'm going to keep and edit. Um, and then I also do like a little, I put together a sneak peek uh, for couples so that they have something that week right away. And then I have learned this lesson of outsourcing. <laughs> so you have more time for yourself and more time to develop your business. Um, so I now outsource my editing uh, to Image Salon. And... So I would do that Monday, Tuesday, and then Wednesday, uh, I usually have, that's where I schedule my sessions in the evening, so it's kind of like right in the middle of the week so that I don't have too many things falling on top of each other to edit and call. Um, then I would edit, work on editing that uh, session in the next kind of week or so, and then in between, there's a whole bunch of things like... Uh, putting together a blog post. Um, actually, now I outsource that too. So mm-hmm. I pick all the photographs and I have a virtual assistant that helps me with that. Um, putting together slideshows, emailing, what else is there? Oh yeah, expenses, I have to keep track of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I kind of have that kind of routine, but so Mondays is always, the sa- Mondays are the same, Wednesdays are the same, weekends are the same, and in between I kind of, I go with the flow of like how I'm feeling and what I'm excited to do that day. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of a rebel at heart, so it's hard for me to stick to a schedule schedule, but that's like a skeleton. Yeah. yeah, and that just comes with knowing yourself and yeah. how you thrive, which is great that you've realized that. So it sounds like you've got actually quite a good structure and you've got systems in place and oh, you've yeah. outsourced. So. <laughs> Um, was there a time when you weren't outsourcing oh pieces and trying to do it all yourself? Yes. I, oh my gosh. Like it took, I had no life. I, I, last year even, I, I started outsourcing last year, but, uh, I didn't outsource everything. Right. Cause I still didn't want to let go of control and I would still totally, um, miss out on working out on eating healthy, 
so this year I put that into practice uh, like I was like I have to do this so yeah what was the question again Wait, I lost um, my train of thought again <laughs> was it always perfect in the sense that you were always outsourcing had structure okay, yeah no systems. so literally this has been the most efficient year for me most automated year so mm. far uh, and it's my eighth year in business actually wow. crazy so the last so last year was pretty good the two years before that I was just editing everything myself and I it would they would be there would be like 12 to 14 hour work days and yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and I'm sure you were starting to feel the entrepreneur burnout oh for sure and if you didn't get help and give up certain components of your business that's grounds for having like a breakdown yeah. basically yeah. so I think that's really inspiring and even the fact that you mentioned that yeah, it took you eight years to put these systems in place. Like you had to go through the hard work yourself yeah. to know, okay, well, what should I be outsourcing? What systems can I implement? And so it sounds like you have got a grasp on that and I'm sure you'll always be learning and there'll all be, mm. always be something else that you need to give up. Uh, but I think that's really good advice for anyone who's listening who is starting to feel like they're on that burnout um, territory that it's probably time to give up something small and let yeah. someone else do it because you have to free more time for the bigger projects and for self-care because yeah. obviously if you're not working out and eating healthy you can't even show up to your business and be your best yeah. so and so, starting so small is like such a good tip because why not just treat it as a little experiment like you know what this like I actually started small I started I have uh, questionnaires that couples fill out you guys fill them out mm -hmm. right yeah. um, just to get to know them more and stuff like that also some vendor information for weddings and I used to literally sit there copy that information from the questionnaire paste it into like a template that's organized for me uh, visually I'm like what am I doing I'm sitting here copying and pasting I, I can do so much more with my time you know yeah. so I started small and I outsourced that to a virtual assistant last year and it saved me like hours upon hours in a week mm -hmm. and she could do it easily so I'm like you know what okay what's the next thing I can outsource and it becomes a little game where you're like okay let's see how many things I can outsource so I can make even more like money and have even more time for all the things that matter in my life so. yeah that's really cool and then when it comes to making sales and marketing in your business do you still kind of like have to seek out new couples to shoot or have you kind of got this down to a system of just referrals or how does that look to make sure that you have a fully booked wedding season yeah so I actually so right now um, I love stats and keeping track of um, you know where my leads are coming from and everything so right now Instagram is actually my number one source number two is word of mouth number three is people I met personally in my life somewhere throughout the journey and number four is um, referrals from past clients so it's kind of I guess word of mouth right and um, yeah and I genuinely enjoy posting on Instagram and I make sure not to pressure myself like every day at this time you need to post now and if if one day I don't feel like posting I don't post if another day I want to post three times and I'm inspired and I have something to say I do mm -hmm. um, and I love stories because I just it helps me actually actually it helps me with my confidence if I can just put my personality on my stories and people are responding and they love it um, then that actually is an amazing marketing tool too because mm -hmm. you know people want to hear the person see their facial expressions it helps so much so um, Instagram for me is number one but um, 
That's awesome. Yeah. That's why I love social media so much because just like you said, it allows people to get to know you before they meet you. Yeah. And like And then you can I can connect with the people that are following me on yeah. a whole other level. Like they can message me, Oh, I like that too and I'm like, Oh, that's amazing and mm-hmm. it's just like it's weird. It's virtual, but you still feel connected. Yeah. So it's so powerful. Yeah. And I also love what you said about it helps you with your confidence. Like you're using mm-hmm. it in a positive way, like in the sense that it does help you to boost your confidence that yeah. way. But and also, actually, one rule that I have to mention about that is the only way I, I personally think it helps me with my confidence is whenever I record myself in a story. If I screw up or I'm like, oh shit, that was stupid. I don't delete it. I just add to my story I love because it. if I kept be, trying to make it perfect that's where it could screw up with your confidence screw mm-hmm. with your confidence so yeah I find that having to not the rule of not deleting and just posting helped me so much it's funny you say that because <laughs> I have you know been recording like intros and outros for a bunch of podcasts that I'm releasing in June and yeah oftentimes like I'll stumble on a couple words and as a podcaster like it would be easy for me to just re-record, yeah. you know, but at the same time, I don't want to spend eight takes recording a four yeah. minute intro. I'm like, if I fumble on a word, that's just me. Oh, I love so, that. That's awesome. Um, I'll leave it in. And oftentimes like you will hear me like stutter on a word, but I figure that's not that important to the person no. listening. And like, it makes you so much more relatable and right. real. Yeah. And that's what we're all craving more of. Exactly. These days is yeah. just that real connection and, you know, not that I need to hear like every vulnerable moment moment in <laughs> yeah. someone's life, but I do appreciate something less curated. Yeah. And I also love what you said because I do a lot of social media consulting and uh, people are always saying like, when's the best time to post on Instagram and what time gets the most traction? And yes, there is stats that say mm-hmm. like evening on weekdays and like Tuesday, Wednesdays are great. But I think the best time is when you feel like you're writing from an authentic place. Yeah. So I often post midday because sometimes around 11 a.m. or 2 p.m., I just have like this strong thought or a message that I want to convey. Yeah. And as much as my social media self knows, oh, you should wait till 7 p.m. or schedule it for later, I just, I can't do that anymore. I know. Because then yeah. it's not in the moment. And yeah. I want to get back to the grassroots of why I loved Instagram is that I would just share a photo of what I was eating or a tool I was using. Um, Oh man, it's crazy. How long ago is that now? Is that like six years ago maybe? About five years ago. I I think it was when I first moved to Toronto and I remember being like, oh, I don't know if I want Instagram. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine saying that now? Oh my gosh, yeah. I don't think I'm going to jump on that Instagram train. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's such an incredible connector, and I've actually met a lot of friends through Instagram, you know, so I'm forever grateful to it. Um, So let's talk about you finding your niche and, you know, how you've really built up this business around photographing free-spirited and adventurous couples. So first of all, did you always know that you wanted to be a wedding photographer, or did you start doing other types of photography and then distill down? Yeah, so back to my Humber College situation. <laughs> um, we'll call it a situation. I, yeah, the situation. <laughs> yeah. I literally uh, thought I wanted to do fashion photography. It's so totally opposite, right? Um, yeah, I just, I thought that that's where you could be the most creative. And I'm, again, rebel at heart. I want to not be told what to do. I want to do crazy shit all the time. So I was like, that's where I can be weird and do whatever I want. And then nearing the end of my, the two years when we had to put our portfolios together, um, we had a photographer come in 
uh, Toronto-based wedding photographer. Her name is Story Wilkins. And she just uh, showed us, you know, like slideshows of all the photographs she takes at weddings that are full of connection, emotion. And I kind of got literally stopped out of my tracks. I was sitting there tearing up and I'm like, that is life. I'm like, wait a second. Why do I want to, um, you know, leave the world by just creating more superficial imagery? Why not document real emotions and stuff like that? Stuff that, like, those photographs will have meaning to generations for, gener- like, generations to come. And in that moment, it was two months before our portfolios were due. And I've been already working on my pa- uh, fashion portfolio. And I was like, screw it. I need to <laughs> do what fills me up. So... I quickly started putting together like a portfolio of I guess more portraiture so I did a bunch of family sessions I second shot my first wedding uh, that kind of stuff and graduated Um, and then from there as soon as I started my business I was more generalizing because I was like yeah I just love photographing people and emotion and I didn't like I wasn't focused and then when I hired the business coach he helped me really direct like hey Sarah if you want to be really good at one thing like pick the one thing that gives you the most joy to photograph and it was weddings because that's where you know a family session would be great there's so many moments but at a wedding there's that one day where all their favorite people are there at once there's Mm -hmm. so many relationships so many connections so much emotion and love and joy I'm like oh man I just I need to focus on that and I get to connect with young couples that can inspire me in my life and decided to go that route and I'm so freaking excited and grateful for what I get to do so cool yeah Yeah. it's so funny I've definitely looked through your work and the work of other wedding photographers and had that same like rush of emotion where you just start crying you really of course yeah like that means so much to me oh my gosh I don't know I find it so magical and I I just there's something about a wedding and the way you can capture it that is very heartwarming and you know if you're having an emotional day it's like okay waterworks here we go um what are three words that you'd use to describe your business okay free freedom freedom is like a huge value of mine and that was I just, I just, I want people to feel free around me when I'm documenting them. I want to feel free that I'm free to do what I want, how, how I document things. What else would I say? Um, flexible, because I do what I want, when I want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, sentimental, so leaving like a positive imprint behind and leaving so many people with so many memories. Mm. Um, yeah very cool I love all three of those words Um, have you ever sat down to write a formal business plan or anything like that do you have like a mission (laughs) statement for your photo business or a vision statement or anything of that sort I I remember at Humber we were told to write a business plan and that's the assignment that I was like I can't do this I can't (laughs) I I go with I'm the type of person that goes with the flow just like you probably right (laughs) and I just I can't be that structured I'm like everything is just gonna come at me when it comes at me the universe has my back all that stuff so it's very non-logical how I approached it um and yeah so I don't have a formal business plan but throughout like every single year I do have goals that I want to achieve and um probably like a handful and I just make sure to have my eye on those 
Um, so that's kind of my business plan in a way. It's kind of in my head. Do you <laughs> literally keep your eye on goals by having them written and printed? Or do you just think about your goals? Like, what's your system for I have a vision board. Okay. So a vision board for both my personal and business life because I think both of them are fused together because I'm my brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I'm just lately, obviously, with this Manifestation Babe course, I write everything down because the more you write it out, um, the more it just feels real and closer to you. So mm-hmm. definitely don't just keep them in my head. But yeah. visualization is very powerful too. I literally envision myself like excite, like reaching that goal. Like mm-hmm. right now I'm on the path. I'm like, please 10 K next step. I just want yeah. to reset 10 K on Instagram. And it's just, I'm just like envisioning myself celebrating it when it happens. And I know it's going to happen. I love that. I think like, <laughs> the world could benefit from more people who yeah do have a stronger vision for their life and really that's the whole point of this podcast visionary life is to show people that you don't have to feel constrained by the situation that you're currently in because if you expand your vision for your health your life and your business imagine what could happen you know so I think it's time to stop listening to the noise of the world and start listening to ourselves because innately we all know we're destined for greatness and good things but along the line of growing up and just the situations we've found ourselves in sometimes we feel stumped and that this has to be the rest of our lives but I would just say like expand your vision put it on paper get it out of your head and into words and know that you're worth it yeah like you're worth like anything that you want in your life you're Absolutely. you so deserve anything you want yeah so so important and vision boards like it's funny I've never been a vision board person but mm-hmm. it's been something on my mind for like two years of like why don't I yeah. actually sit down to create um like I have it all in my head I know what I want in a home and my relationship and yeah. just in like life and travel in general so maybe I'll ask you since you do one like how do you sit down and come up with a vision board? Do you have yeah. any tips on that? So it actually, um, last time I did, I updated mine. I actually just invited my two girlfriends, Agnes and Tash, and we just drank some wine and listened to music and printed stuff that inspired us and put it all together. And I just have like a basic like cork board and I put a lot of like, I put quotes that inspire me, that fuel me. Mm-hmm. I put stuff on there that scares me because if it doesn't scare you, it's not a big enough dream. Mm-hmm. And, um, I also am very specific, like, when it comes to money, like, the universe doesn't know exactly, if you're, like, if you put a photo of money, hey, the universe will be like, oh, you want a dollar? Okay, here's a dollar. But if you put a photo of money and then write down, I will manifest, I will have $500,000 saved by this specific date mm-hmm. in my life, boom, like, then it's very specific and you'll, you'll somehow, you know, universe will make it happen for you. So true. Yeah. Have you seen the movie Jim and Andy with no. Jim Carrey? No, I haven't. It's a story. Um, anyways, it, it goes through Jim Carrey's story in this movie that he was part of many oh, years ago. Oh, was it because he wrote the million dollar check? Yeah, he yes. wrote a $10 million oh, check $10 million, to yeah. himself and a date that he wanted to cash it by. <sighs> and through all his hard work, his movie gigs, I forget which movie actually paid him that much. Like was Ace Ventura or The Mask or something like that and he was able to cash his 10 million dollar check which is just so inspiring and I never thought Jim Carrey was like into the manifestation thing but that's all he talks about in Jim and Andy and it's a really cool movie yeah 
Um, awesome. So let's chat about growth. Do you know the next step in your business? Is there an end game to your business? Are you thinking of, um, yeah, what the next five to 10 years hold for you? Oh man, there's so much I'm so excited about right now. I'm um, currently working on, I want to have more weekends kind of for myself in the summer, but I love weddings so much. So in a way there's just going to be a limit in the next two or three years of how many weddings I shoot in the summer. So I'm working on consistently um growing you know my collection um like price so that i can shoot less but get paid the same amount um i'm super excited to start venturing into uh, creating more video content of like teaching other photographers all the knowledge that i have and i really want to kind of create like an online shop with all that video content so people can purchase whatever they need to Mm -hmm. learn i want to mentor more frequently now i just i love having conversations about business and life and you know, I was in a position once where I just wanted all the answers and it's just so amazing having that person you can talk to and get real life knowledge from rather than just a school. Mm-hmm. So that I'm also excited about, I just got accepted into a stock photography website. It's been cool. my goal for like a year and I didn't get accepted right away. So I kept pushing. And so now passive income is a huge thing that I'm, I'm really passionate about learning more and like making it happen because you know what, I, I want to be free in my life um, eventually. And when I have kids, I want to hang out with them all the time and not just be, you know, uh, working all the time, even though I love what I do. So passive income is the goal. And oh, and one more thing. I think I'm actually going to be uh, offering documentary family sessions soon. Very cool. Because I love the idea of, again, going back to how my dad documented our lives. I want to do that for other families. So I want to be there from the moment you all wake up naturally and document the day as it happens however messy chaotic it is yeah up until you put the kids to bed like i really want to start offering those and i feel like that would just even expand my like excitement for photography so so cool i love that idea especially because family portraits make me crazy <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> it's like why are we still doing those yeah. <laughs> there's no place for that <laughs> Awesome. So uh, thank you so much for all the wonderful wisdom and just the really real chats that we've had today. I think you truly are a visionary of your craft and just in life in general. So um, maybe we can just leave the listeners with where they can find you and connect with you. Yeah, uh, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Sarah Monica Photo, Sarah, no H, Monica with a K. Uh, My website is sarahmonicaphoto.com. Same thing. And that's about it for now. I wish I had a YouTube channel. Maybe that's in the future too. Manifestation. <laughs> yeah, <babe>. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Sarah. Have a great day. You too. Thanks so much for having me. That's a wrap. Until next week, I hope you make tiny leaps in order to achieve your most visionary life. I'd love for you to join my insiders community. Just search Visionary Life on Facebook. We talk about our favorite books, our podcasts of the week, tools, tips, and for making our lives easier as entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs. And really, it's just a place to have open and honest conversations. I love taking these podcast discussions offline. Please rate and review this podcast on iTunes. I send a beautiful essential oil blend, revolutionary blend, and a love note from me to anyone and everyone who leaves a rating and review. Just make sure you take a screenshot and send it to me with your shipping address. If you think I'm joking, why not try it out?